0: My experience with raccoons is they lived on my fucking roof in my house. Oh, okay. In the, in the city of Pittsburgh, I had four raccoons who lived in my roof and slept right outside a window. I could walk down my stairs and see these fuckers sleeping on the window. Just waving to you while you're sleeping? Oh, yeah. they would like There were two babies, and I'm like a mom and a dad. Like It was the whole fucking family moved in. We referred to it as the creature in the wall for a long time, <laughs> but then we saw it, and it was multiple creatures. I have a ton of pictures I'll show you.
1: Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week I invite friends out thrifting with me. We gather a haul then drag it back to the studio to tell you what we found. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty.
2: Hey, who said you could come in here?
1: Hello. 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 Yes, hi. Ticketmaster, How are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. Good. I was giving you
2: a quick call, you'd recently purchased tickets with Ticketmaster. hmm And to thank you for that excuse me, and to thank you for that, we were inviting you in the family house as a VIP guest. To either Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, or out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. in which of those
1: destinations would you enjoy visiting the most? Oh, I thought you were um, my movers. So I, I'm I was just waiting for my movers. I'm sorry about that. I'm just not interested. All right, brother. So I thought those were the movers, but they're not the movers.
0: I would like to go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Well, buy some tickets on Ticketmaster. Is is it a free trip to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee? You and the family. I didn't even ask about your family. Yeah, like little do they know, I have nothing like that. Hey, by the way, what do you and Larkin want to come to Tennessee?
1: Yeah, so welcome to another weekly edition of Thrifty Podcast. I'm your host, Toddy. Josh, last call Larkin, is here yet again. And it's like moving day part six for me.
0: Um, Not moving to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee or South Carolina, though. No
1: Pigeon Forge, but I would like to know what the deal was between the the, the working relationship of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee and Ticketmaster.com, the website.
0: I think they're both founded by pigeons.
1: Yeah, that probably is it. But it's the yeah. whole
0: bird Illuminati that's <laughs> out there that runs things.
1: I'm still getting new furniture moved in and out. We have, uh, I have, I don't know if I should. I mean, I called the movers on the phone, but there's somebody coming to pick up a piece of furniture today some sometime during the broadcast. So that's why I recorded it, hoping it was those people. I'm getting texts now. I'm getting live on air. Yeah, it's that. It's Ticketmaster now texting me. Yeah, saying, hey,
0: why'd you hang up on us? Wow. I wanted, wanted you to take you to Pigeon Ford. T-
1: Ticketmaster, just give me a bunch of links. But yeah, we're going to have people here moving out some furniture and moving in some furniture. So that's why I picked up the call on the air because they're supposed to come between 2.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m., and that's when we're recording today, this Thursday. We're but right
0: in that window. It's
1: Sunday now. I, when you're hearing this, it's at least Sunday, so I have my new table, and everything's good. But it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. So Josh and I went out thrifting today, this morning. Um, last week, we had such the heck of a haul that we actually did a shorter trip today because we had so much cool stuff last week.
0: Yeah, there was a ton of cool stuff last week. This week, not so much. A Mm -hmm. little light, uh, but everybody's prepping for back to school kind of stuff. So understanding that, not a lot of donations coming in.
1: And there was, as you mentioned before, you're the one that brought this up, but it's kind of a different, when we went to the Goodwill Outlet today to collect our haul, there was a different kind of crew, different kind of vibe now that school, you could tell school has started again.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely seasonal where, you know, all summer everybody's busy, but those kids are back in school and parents were out in full force today.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's been
0: at least two, three weeks since
1: I buzzed my hair because my hair was like below my shoulders. And when I was going out thrifting, I wouldn't get like recognized anymore by the locals, but
0: Sue. Sue, I think is her name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sue made a comeback and she was asking me about how I've been and how my job is going. And I don't know at this point who she thinks I am because I've been Seth to her, I've been all kinds of different names and I don't even want to assume where she thought I worked so I just was like, yeah, work's fine. I just
0: wanted to get over it. It's I hate talking to anybody there. I avoided that when I saw her. I was walking over to you, and I saw her start to ask you, mm-hmm. oh, how's work? And I was like, not going into that question or that conversation at all. So I
1: just said good and just yeah. kind of kept on.
0: Even a lady apologized to me because she bumped into me, and I was just like, you don't have to apologize. Not like, here. Don't Let's, let's not, not initiate today. a conversation in any way, shape, or form while we're digging through trash. We're here for business. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And we, we, we definitely got... Uh, a lot of different pieces to discuss. We have an exciting episode. We are going to do uh some thrift tales later on, some eBay alert as I'm getting more text messages, more text messages from Ticketmaster. You're like still. the
0: vampiro of podcasts over here. Right now,
1: right now. But speaking about wrestling, uh, that's what we're gonna dive into. And it's been a while since we had a wrestling piece on the show. But this, ladies and gentlemen, ECW. Hardcore Wrestling Road Wars The Best of Pittsburgh DVD was found at the thrift
0: store. Not the official DVD, but a bootlegged copy of it with a printed out cover and a handwritten DVD.
1: Yeah, and apparently there was Road Wars Best of Chicago or something. <laughs> yeah, too. Che-
0: checking out uh, what other road wars exist there was a uh, pittsburgh buffalo michigan ecw started in philly for those who don't know so all local yeah. and then for some reason also a florida addition hmm. so if you're unfamiliar with ecw is extreme
1: championship wrestling it was in the 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 mid it was after uh, the nwa main title switched over to the ecw title and their promotion was decidedly hardcore and Shane Douglas was the one who switched from the NWA title to ECW and it was more of an adult-oriented product and probably the craziest wrestling federation to make it into the mainstream I would have to
0: say it was absolutely insane it was on at like 1am I watched it starting out of like when I was like 12 I probably started to get into it mm-hmm. um way too young to see the content of the program yeah. but I loved it and
1: so if you have a re- if you have friends that are into wrestling they know what ECW is and I'm sure if you say ECW they're either gonna love it or hate it because it was nuts um, I saw it too young as well too because I had uh, as I mentioned on previous episodes I had my dad's friend from the bar on VHS would always, Tape pay-per-views and put them in my mailbox. Yeah, the old
0: the old drunken VHS
1: buddy. Yeah, so George did some EC dub when I was way too young um, as well. But this hand printed cover says, This special edition of the ECW Road Wars takes you onto ECW's one of their most historic cities, Pittsburgh PA. That's not even proper English. It was in Pittsburgh that ECW set new attendance records with great shows in front of rowdy crowds. The very best matches from the Steel City are here on this 4-hour DVD. And 4-hour is bolded and underlined. See Shane Douglas and all his glory in front of his hometown fans. From top-notch grappling to wild brawls and bloody mayhem,
0: this is ECW. This very well may be Shane Douglas's bootleg copies that he was selling trying to put himself over. He still does shit (laughs) like that. He's almost in every fucking match on the back of it.
1: Yeah, so the match card on the back... And uh, some of these, after you uh, after the matches, it says in parentheses what they felt about them. So they, they there's not like a five star <laughs> scale. Says, Great
0: match as always.
1: So it starts out with Shane Douglas with Francine versus Lance Storm with Dawn Marie. The second match, Sabu versus Shane Douglas with Van, uh, with Francine. The third match rob van dam versus bam bam bigelow and in parentheses in yellow great match great match now rob van dam and bam bam bigelow were definitely two of my favorite ecw um i guess you would say sort of originals bam bam sort of i guess you could say
0: yeah he came into like the second iteration of uh of the franchise with yeah and uh and candido and then storm
1: Um, We have Tommy Dreamer versus Landstorm. Just incredible against Shane Douglas. So that's what, three matches for Shane Douglas on this?
0: I think so, at least, yeah.
1: Rob Van Dam versus Jerry Lynn, in parentheses, great matches always. Um, Shane Douglas versus Raven. That's another Shane Douglas. These are all Shane Douglas. It was Shane Douglas carried ECW for a while, but these are all other great guys. Weapons match, Terry Funk versus Shane Douglas with Francine. The, the the main event on this four hour DVD and it's it's in parentheses it says complete insanity. Tommy Dreamer, New Jack, Cronus, Balls and Axel versus the Dudleys, Sabu, Rob Van Dam, and Joel Gertner.
0: The quintessential stud muffin, the quint- yeah, Joel quintis- Gertner.
1: Quintessential stud muffin made it to the DVD, so I think Josh, you could be right in saying that was Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas probably burned those and threw those at the goodwill outlet for uh, jerks like us to find.
0: Yeah, that's that's how he gets over nowadays. I mean, I met him one time; he was decent to me. Not the greatest stories out there about mm-hmm. him, though. No, um, but he's you know he's a Pittsburgh legend. That's where the show records from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know he he had his time in WCW, in WWF, in ECW, um, and he's still out there. He's one of those uh, he's one of those veteran
1: wrestlers that are still uh, on their grind, still completely in love with the business, can't let go of it. Completely insane and probably a bad person. Probably hates
0: Ric Flair more than any other person in the entire world.
1: Yeah. I want to find somebody who loves me as much as Shane Douglas hates Ric Flair.
0: I don't think that's possible. Jesus is the only person who has that capacity. Yeah, that's that's probably true. But
1: a four-hour DVD, I haven't got the opportunity to plug it in. I'm not sure uh, the complete contents yet. I'm going to take a look at it to review it because maybe we'll we'll
0: do like a find it, play it. That's what I'm curious about is... In the future? This was like the 98 to 2000 era. Yeah. I don't know where they would have put these shows on in Pittsburgh at that point in time.
1: David L. Lawrence Convention, the first one maybe? Oh.
0: The first one maybe. I don't think they could draw that house. No? I don't know. No. I, we'll find out though.
1: Yeah, I saw it at the first David L. Lawrence Convention Center in pittsburgh because there's like another one now i went with my dad and my dad's lover um once and my dad's lover threw a you know the one of those like big lollipops
0: like those cartoon yeah like the big flat round ones like the the lollipop guild munchkin land i
1: have no idea why she had one or what made her do this but she threw uh, the lollipop as hard as she could into the ring and it hit Kamala, Kamala, the Whoa. Ugandan giant was doing like a one-off spot. And then, um, the crowd kind of like reacted to the lollipop spot, but like, and then he comically picked it up and pretend to lick it. And I was like, I hate
0: this. Well, that's why he has diabetes now.
1: Yeah. I hate this. But, uh, yeah, there were some moments that I would go like hang out with my dad and my dad's lover.
0: And uh, it was gross. I had much better wrestling experiences at that point in time because I convinced my brother and his buddy to drive me from our Houghton town to Altoona mm-hmm. for an ECW show in like 98. Yeah. Um. And uh, we got stoned along the way. I'd never been stoned with my brother before. That was that first experience. Mm-hmm. We chanted horrible things. Uh, horrible i'm sure what year was it 98 oh horrible yeah and i was i was 14 so uh ecw really allowed the worst of people yeah Um, you could probably watch the entire library of ecw Mm -hmm. and if there's a woman in the crowd she's probably trying to leave Mm -hmm. but it's all just male overdriven masculine guys floral misogynistic, just gross Just behavior horrible horrible like the worst of the 90s in a wrestling program
1: and and what often people think about when they think of wrestling is even still to this day like if you talk to a non-wrestling fans which i'm sure a lot of you are not every non-wrestling fan thinks wrestling is the equivalent of ECW. Just like hardcore, no rules, there's blood everywhere. Back
0: guys hitting each other in the head with trash Everyone cans. Everyone
1: drunk. And I think that the normie of today's society thinks that every wrestling is ECW, but only ECW is ECW.
0: Well, I think that's propagated by the level of wrestling fan. Like, you and I are in that category, but yep. there is a broad spectrum of fan, and... Those types still exist mm-hmm. and are prevalent in different areas. Uh, thankfully, you and I are not in that group.
1: Not so much. Not anymore. Maybe in 98.
0: 98, I was in that group. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a different man in those mm-hmm. days because I was not a man.
1: Yeah. I was like barely gay in those days. A little bit more gay now. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so, what else did we find? So, we have the dub DVD. Oh, okay. So, This was something that I've been trying to figure out since we found it at the Goodwill Outlet. Um, So there is, uh, I guess, ranging from the mid-2000s to, like, the 2010s, but there was, like, more or less, like, a punk rock CD dump. Yeah, we found a ton of stuff. Like, we're talking, like, 10, 12 CDs of, like, a specific genre, a specific
0: era, and there's even a couple, one of these that are only, like, a couple years old. It's rare that I see you get excited when we're out thrifting because it's like if we find something interesting, it's usually just one piece of junk. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But you were over the moon. Yeah. And we're I just was. like, ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, look at this. Mm-hmm. And like, it's very good to see that and come away with a haul like this when it's, you know, we've had these dry weeks. Yeah. I like,
1: yeah. I don't really emote much, I guess, when I'm like picking through stuff, even because sometimes if I find stuff when we're on our thrifting adventures, I kind of keep it to myself for some reason. Like I'm just like, if I'm digging around and I find something cool, I don't immediately grab it. And when people around exclaim like, "This is really good," like,
0: so it's kind
1: of—it's raccoon
0: behavior. You take and you scurry away with the shiny object. Total and raccoon then behavior. Show it off later. Like, hey, look at this, what I found. You know, once we get back to the bring hole, bring it back
1: to the raccoon nest. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Dude, are they live in burrows? Yeah, they live in
0: burros my experience with raccoons is they lived on my fucking roof in my house oh okay <laughs> in, the, in the city of pittsburgh i had four raccoons who lived in my roof and slept right outside a window i could walk down my stairs and see these fuckers sleeping on just the window. waving to you while you're sleeping oh yeah they would like there were two babies and i'm like a mom and a dad like it was the whole fucking family moved in we referred to it as the creature in the wall for a long time, but then we saw it and it was multiple creatures. I have a ton of pictures. I'll show you. Sick. Yeah, I had like raccoon pets for like a month. That's sick, dude. I like that.
1: Um, but yeah, so I raccooned these away. Um, but I will say, as somebody that has a CD player in their car, it's uh, the CDs were found in like the found in the car condition. So every CD was in, like, a different jewel case than it was supposed to because you're switching it out. The
0: one hinge of the jewel case is broken
1: at the top. Yeah, the hinge is broken. So I found different CDs, and I had to piece them together because, like, for example, I found Andrew Jackson Jihad, better known as AJJ. I found Knife Man, but I found the CD Knife Man in Jay-Z's
0: Blueprint,
1: and I found Jay-Z's Blueprint in Elliott Smith's Figure Eight. So it was like...
0: That's a mood swing right there because you you always take the disc and you put it into like the last open case. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So there was a direct transition between Jay-Z and Elliot Smith at some point in time in this person's life. Mm -hmm. The highest
1: of high. But I got uh, the Gaslight Anthem, the 59 sound, Gaslight Anthem handwritten. Um, Dating back to the early 2000s, I got The Faint, which was uh, Black Wave Arcade. How about this one? Bush's 16 Stone. That's the one with. Uh, glycerine. Glycerine.
0: Glycerine.
1: Machine Head. All those. Um, in this hall, too, was the original motion picture for Beetlejuice, the soundtrack. Music composed by Danny
0: Elfman. Oh, on CD for Beetlejuice.
1: On CD. Yeah, these are all CDs. I, ha- I got two, two copies. Of the Gin Blossoms New Miserable Experience.
0: It took me three seconds to notice you had two Gin Blossoms, and it took you an entire week to notice that you had two Gin Blossoms. I
1: just noticed I had two Gin Blossoms when you said, is that two Gin Blossoms? And I was like, yeah, I guess it's two Gin Blossoms. Yeah, I just glanced blossoms.
0: back, and I was like, why do you have two of the Gin Blossoms?
1: Um, uh, we have uh, Atmosphere, Seven Travels, which is uh, his best disc, in my opinion. Yeah, we have Elliot Smith, Figure Eight, AJJ, Knife Man, um, Elliot Smith, like a compilation of different B-sides. We have, uh, we have the, the, the sun parade who I'm, who I'm not, I haven't heard of them yet, but they seem to be in the same lieu of other music I listened to. And then also air, uh, we have moon safari. So it was just this whole random CD dump, um, that somebody just left. So I don't know if it was maybe like a breakup or like a car dump, but it was like, Here's my whole collection.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where you either get a car that no longer has a CD player in it anymore. That's a thing, too, yeah. Or you're just like, well, screw them. I'm getting rid of their stuff. And both of their Gin Blossom CDs are going in the dump.
1: But it's wild, though, because those are actually CDs. Some of them I owned back in the day. Well, not back in the day, like 10 years ago, you know? And so to get those back again, I thought that was cool. And one of the reasons why I exclaimed in the moment, like, this is really good, because it was not in a new bin. It was in a old Goodwill outlet bin that had been picked through. So nobody wanted these. So yeah. like, it was me or nobody. And I'm like, I'm the demographic. I'm literally the demographic. Mm, tons of good stuff. So yeah, we had uh, a lot of media. So we had like the uh, the DVD, the CDs, Um, and you had something that was kind of a little untraditional, and I'm not actually totally sure still what it is. It's some kind of, like, massager or something you found today? This uh, is—I
0: seem to find uh, quite a bit— and maybe it's because my back always fucking hurts, Mm -hmm. Um, but I always seem to find, like, different back massagers and things. This one was brand new, never opened, still had the gift tag on it and, like, the little thing— uh, it's called a flex-assage. A flex-assage. Yeah, but it's flex-assage is yeah. is the way that it's spelled. Flex-assage. Uh, and it's about, like, what, a two feet long? Yeah, it looks like a, if you cut, like, a foam pool pool noodle in half. It's a vibrating blue pool noodle, basically. Yeah, essentially. It's, like, a giant uh, flexible. It, like, you can bend it, and mm-hmm. it has a little button, and it massages so it its purpose is you could just
1: wrap it around anything?
0: Yeah, you could wrap it around. You could roll on it. Uh, I walked around the store with it, just wrapped it around my neck.
1: And I I see this was an interesting get, I thought, for you because I know how you are about the cleanliness of items and stuff like that. And, you know, if it touched other people's bodies,
0: you went for this one. I did. I did. Being that it was in the bag, sealed And I could see it was sealed. Okay, yeah, yeah. The bag was was sealed. Yeah, the bag was sealed. I still have the tag. I took it off and put it in my pocket while you were in the other room. Uh But yeah, it was totally sealed. Oh, okay. Um, I
1: know that it came with, like, the plastic covering, but I didn't know if it was sealed or not. Had
0: this been, like, I, had I not been able to verify that it hadn't been on somebody's body... It's
1: authenticity.
0: Yeah, because it's fabric, not gonna... If it was something, you know, that could be wiped down, but I don't have mm-hmm. the wherewithal to wash things and clean things properly if they're fabric. No. So, yeah, I took a flyer on it with it being locked up, and uh, it works really well. There was a lot of... uh like we said, a lot of different cast of characters there. There's a lot of like
1: old baseball hats there that we didn't take flyers on. There's a couple things that I put back. Um, but something that I, I came across with, but they weren't too old. There was like a lot of pictures from like the 90, 1990s. I don't know if you saw those, but they were like school pictures and stuff.
0: I didn't see any school pictures. I saw a weird, somebody had just like a, a 5 by 7 printed picture of Jim Morrison. Oh, really? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was just, just in
1: like... A random outlet bin somewhere
0: yeah it was a. Uh, it was just like like the a promo still of jim morrison yeah. that they had like printed at like a rite aid or something yeah, for some reason
1: stuff like that but that uh seeing those pictures and stuff kind of had me thinking about different pictures we found over time at goodwills because we found so many rando pictures there's a lot of photo albums that aren't stuff. cleared out yeah and um so for this week and um, with that in mind, I wanted to, to find some stories out there that uh, when people found like pictures or anything like that. So we're going to jump into Thrift Tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, 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 thrift tales. <laughs> and for new folks to the show, Thrift Tales are stories of secondhand shopping from all over the world. Um, second week we're running this segment, but this story is out of Tyrone, Georgia. And a one Christy Beaumont bought an Angus 300 model vintage projector because they were into, uh, they were like a teacher and they wanted to like project different things, I guess. And they bought it for 15 bucks. Um, While she was paying at the register, she opened the outside case to the projector and discovered slides inside the projector. And this projector, the the Argus 300 Model 3, it dates back quite some time, but these slides even looked older. And this is a part where I think it it, it kind of uh, turns, because when we find photographs of people...
0: At the Goodwill outlet.
1: Outlet. At most, we post them on Facebook or,
0: or something. Yeah, we'll look. We'll share them with each other. We'll make commentaries and hypothesize what's going on in the pictures. Right. It doesn't make for great audio, but it's yeah. in the moment. It, it's enjoyable to discuss.
1: Well, she had it. Um, she was looking at this family, and she was picking up these interesting clues about this family, and she wanted to figure out who the family actually was. So she was trying to book herself on different um, like TV networks, cable, like everything, so she could show these pictures off. And somewhere, this family's like, "Oh my God, my picture is all over the world." We put it at Goodwill for a reason. Yeah, but the photos that uh, that the, the slides were of a very happy family. The whole family was dressed to the nines, like. Uh, they all, even when they went to the beach, this family had like really nice dresses on. There was like expensive alcohol in the pictures and everybody was always like smiling. Um, so
0: Christy's looking for a come up on this.
1: Yeah, so it, it, she said it, it kind of told a story. And the problem was the reason why she was reaching out to different uh, outlets to kind of uh, get this get the pictures out there is because in North Georgia, there's over 60 Goodwills. So it was impossible to know what who donated this or whatsoever. Um, but clues, and she was getting experts on these photographs. Um, clues were the uh, automotive expert identified the cars in the, some of the photographs is mid-50s to late-50s. So I'm re- not
0: an automobile expert, and I could probably fucking
1: guess that. <laughs> right, you're getting it. So she's bringing in these like Nathan-for-you experts. Yeah. And said mid-50s mid to late '50s, and one of the, uh, the boxes because there was like slides, but there was a box inside there that just said, "Kansas." So that was a clue. Um, also, they, they were uh, she thinks they were a military family because um, they were black, and they're pictured with white friends, and that was like during an era of such racial divide. And in the back of the photograph, was um Wake Island. And she didn't know what that was, but again, she got an expert on the case. And Wake Island is an island in the Pacific Ocean that was home to military. So she was right in guessing they were military, but there was like military contractors that stayed there and also they used that during World War II. So the only thing that she knew of now that maybe it was a wealthy family, they were military late 50s, anything like that. So then she went on the mission with all this new information just to see who she could find that knew them or anything like that. Meanwhile, all these pictures are all over the internet. There's like over 2,000 shares on these photos. So she's just plastering these people up for like no good reason. Um, so finally, she uh, uh, was going through and found one final clue um, she said that she thinks the family was still together because they just seem so happy in the pictures all the time, which is bullshit because that's when you smile when I, the camera. I got a on. lot
0: of commentary on that, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, and one photo had, perfect pic. This is the best of my baby. So she's like, they're together still, which was weird. So as you could assume that these things run, it has a pretty unclimactic ending because is Christy is digging into this family – Finally, somebody spoke up and was just like, could
0: you not? Could you not do this? And that's the thing is it's important to have hobbies so you don't bug the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a fuck whether you find this family or not. It's a weird personal quest to glorify yourself into some pariah of happiness, finding these lost family and giving them their pictures back, they don't want their fucking pictures. (laughs) That's why they're at a Goodwill. And they look happy and they look like they're dressed up because nobody takes pictures of their family when they're crying when you had to actually save the film. When you post
1: pictures to Instagram, that's the best moments of your day.
0: Yeah. Like... Like I have pictures on my phone of unhappy moments, but I'll probably delete them. If they were real, like I had to take them and wait four days to get them back, mm. I wouldn't want to relive unhappy moments. It's fun in the instant so and you can get gratification. This whole thing ended pretty unclimactically when a woman
1: finally spoke up and said, like, this is my family and requested that she just give the photos back at this point because like you can't
0: be trusted with this shit lady
1: yeah so she she quiet in and, and christy the lady who was doing all this got the um just quietly and in, in christy's defense the woman was like could we i could just quietly get them back i don't want any more like press or anything like that and she just quietly gave them back but that was an interesting story to me because it kind of puts stuff into perspective because we find different photographs all the time, and I'm like, who could this be? It'd be interesting to find them. But at the end of the day, it is such a specific, uh, like, invasion of privacy. And it kind of, like, woke me up in a little bit. Because it's just like, what if you don't want that?
0: If a stranger comes up to you and says, hey, I have that picture of you and your family at Idlewild when you were 10. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck are you? How did you find me? How long – what in your life – facilitates you to have this kind of drive to meet a stranger for no valid reason.
1: Yeah, I could just imagine like maybe some people get rid of stuff because it is hurt feelings. So I can't imagine like maybe me and a family member I don't get along with, or like maybe me and an ex-partner, like I turn on the news, in 20 30 years and I just see us together and I'm just like oh my god I didn't need that on facebook.com
0: the website they're like oh trying to find this happy couple we're certain they're together like you're not certain of anything other than that you're being a fucking pest yeah pretty much alone
1: but uh that was our thrift haul for today a lot of media there's still some odds and ends that we're going to be bringing up on later episodes so when we come back from commercial break, we're going to hop back into a segment that we started last week called eBay Alert. And I warn you, I've been into theme parks lately. we got more theme park stuff on eBay Alert. See you after the commercials. I will be
2: joined momentarily by the franchise, Shane Douglas, and... Hey, cheerleader, Francine. Shane is checking his headsets as we speak. It has already been an eventful evening here in New York City. Joey, say it. Right. To be a great color commentator, and I don't do anything less than great, I figured from the start I would call it right down the center. I'm not going to take any sides. But listen, Taz, there's no match in the ring right now. So I can talk with you on a little personal note. Let's shoot, brother. And I'll talk nice and slow so you can follow along with that little p braid of yours. Look what we have, Taz. The real world heavyweight title. Read it, Taz. Can you follow along? ECW world heavyweight title. Look up here, cameraman. We've got the gold. We've got the most beautiful thing in this sport. But more than that, Taz, more than some fake orange title called FTW, you are not a world champion. What we have is a trophy much, much larger. Bam Bam Bigelow took your ass and put you through a ring. And he holds something much larger. He holds your ego right in the palm of his hand. He's the guy that beats the unbeatable Taz. Put your ass through the ring. If you think I'm going to let you goad him into a fight before that night at the big paper, you're sadly mistaken. Because Bam Bam Bigelow will put your ass through the ring again. August 2nd, and he waved 98.
1: So in the interim of Act 1 and Act 2, I got two more text messages from Ticketmaster. And at this point, it's almost harassment.
0: The, we're going to do a live show from Pigeon Ford, Tennessee.
1: What if we did a live show from Pigeon Ford, Tennessee?
0: I would love that. I've never been to Tennessee, but I imagine we could find some good thrift stuff in Tennessee. Yeah, maybe we'll put that Ticketmaster thing in the front of our minds going forward instead of the back. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Why not? I got time off work. Yeah. You got time off work. <laughs> I got a
1: lot of time off work, and that's a, a lot of time that I now dedicate to re, uh, studying up on episodes and reviewing different products on Amazon. And that's all, what I do in my free time. All the
0: theme park research that goes into this. All the theme park
1: research, and that's right. Um This week, we are going to jump back into more theme park stuff with this week's eBay alert. eBay alert. So last week on the show, we talked about Jaws the Ride from Universal Studios in Florida. The reason why we talked about it is because a lot of the merchandise and a lot of the uh, props from the actual ride were popping up on eBay. And what this segment is, it's let you know what you should be typing in that eBay search bar so you could grab it up um, and maybe send pictures of it in. So hopefully when the episode goes up, that stuff will still be on ebay.com, the website. You could order it yourself and tell us that you got it. This week, we have something from our own amusement park here in pittsburgh from kennywood park um kennywood park uh it's local out of pittsburgh i'm sure you have some kennywood memories yourself josh oh
0: i have the best kennywood memories something yeah grew up going to kennywood uh the first time i ever rode a roller coaster was at kennywood with my I think it was my fifth grade class trip was the first time I had ever gone to Kennywood was in the fifth grade.
1: For some reason, I thought you were going to say, I think it was my fifth girlfriend.
0: No, I had zero girlfriends through Mm -hmm. the fifth grade. And that's why I rode my first roller coaster at Kennywood Park is because it was like fifth grade me trying to shoot my shot. Yeah. And there were these really attractive girls that I ended up, you know, future graduating high school with. But in fifth grade... We were transitioning to the new middle school, and so we took a trip to Kennywood, and they were all like, "Ah, oh, let's go on the roller coaster." And I was fucking terrified of it, but I was mm-hmm. like, "Got to do, Got to brother. do it, brother! Pretty girls the... are inviting you on a roller coaster. Got to do the job. Suck it up and go on the roller coaster." So,
1: which I, one was it? The Steel Phantom? It was
0: the Steel Phantom. Steel okay. Phantom, the first roller coaster I'd ever ridden in my entire life. Good to know. Uh, and so we get in line, and I'm like enthused. I'm just like over the moon that I get to ride the ride with these pretty girls, and. Right as we get up to the car, I realize there's an odd number of us. Uh-oh. And that's what happened, is the uh-oh happened. Oh. So, boom, car gets filled by two girls. Boom, car gets filled by two girls. Josh in the empty seat by himself. But we're still good, because they're like, yeah. they're around, they're like, oh, this is going to hey, be great. Hey, Josh is here. Yeah, this is, oh, cool. You, cool. Yeah. And then Kenny the kangaroo. <laughs> what? comes to like be oh. like hey single rider and i was like no 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 and so kenny the kangaroo embarrassed me in front of these girls trying you to like hang block pretend like he was gonna be like the one that rode with me no. and i was just like not the so time so your
1: first amusement park roller coaster ride was <laughs> next to kenny the kangaroo
0: yeah man he pouch blocked me
1: wow wow did he like do
0: shtick? No, he didn't actually get on the ride. I don't think he can like fit okay. with like the harness. But he like sat in it like you know as they do like the warm up yeah, and they do the thing. He fuck. like sat next to me, and the girls were like ah ha 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 and I was just like that's it. Could feel my penis shrivel at the moment. You, I was like, get, you can't go back never, from never ever gonna happen and. Yeah, I didn't have a girlfriend uh, until sixth grade. Then, so that was yeah. It took a whole year for you
1: to bounce back. It took me a whole year to recover from that.
0: (laughs) I could see that. I could see that. But they
1: seem very nice. But yeah, Kennywood Park. It opened in May. It opened in eighteen ninety nine, May thirtieth. And historically, the park is is the location of the Battle of the Monongahela, where General Braddock was mortally wounded. They never found General Braddock's body, but there's like a 50 50 shot. It's under fucking Kenny Wood. It's uh, probably under the exterminator. Um, but later, uh, it, it was just like a park then, but later it was owned by Anthony Kenny and was a popular picnic spot known as Kenny's Grove. And then it eventually was
0: Kenny Wood. Yeah, they had built, you know, park up to build the attractions, and then suddenly Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a park. It had the little lagoon Mm -hmm. and the water rides, and they went, hmm, maybe we got something here. Yeah, little by little. Um, So what I had
1: found, and this dates back to the 1930s, this piece, Laughing Sal. Laughing Sal is the – it's a mechanical woman sculpted from papier-mâché, she greets guests with, like, gap-toothed mouth and her haunting smile, and she's laughing like a crazy banshee. She's... Ar, ar, ar. Where she, was she in Kennywood? She was by the train for a long time. When you go to the train, she was in front of the train for a bit. Okay, I do... And a... she was, like, animatronic, like... Ar, 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 ar. And Laughing Sal was created in 1931 during the Great Depression to boost morale of the people who came in to get them to smile and laugh. And that has been there for forever. Do you know, like, the cowboy brother? Like, the cowboy dude? The oh, yeah. The, the, well, yeah. It's the same, only it's, like, it, it came in at the same time, but this was the one that's, like, just a hysterical, just laughing and stuff like that. And Laughing Sal was on eBay.com, the website. Is this like an official Kennywood account or Well, I had to I had to to dig cuz I'm like most certainly that can't be the real Laughing Sal. So, I I clicked on it and there was no description, but it was up for $10. And I was like I this has to be I have to get this cuz it almost didn't make the episode because if somebody messed up and listed Laughing Sal for $10, I would they couldn't say oops that wasn't an oop. you can't oops on ebay you can't oops See, i've never it.
0: sold i bought but i've never sold yeah
1: so if somebody puts something up there for the incorrect price because you it's all subjective because like yeah maybe it's ten dollars maybe it's a thousand what's it worth to you yeah. yeah and so i had messaged uh the person who had this up and i was like i put like i'm gonna bid on this immediately like but i was underselling like is, is this, like, the real Laughing Sal? And they said, no, it's an 8x10 picture of Laughing Sal. And I was like, fuck, that makes a lot more sense. And it's not that I didn't think that originally, but there was no description, and it just had Laughing Sal, Cannywood Park,
0: yada, yada, yada. See, and those are the, the, the shady people on eBay who will sell you an empty box mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that, like a picture of yeah. an item that you would want. Why does anybody want an 8x10 of Laughing Sal? Why is that something... That you're going to sell. Mm -hmm.
1: So it almost didn't make the episode because I was like, it's not going to last. It's not going to be on eBay about time the episode's up because I'm buying Laughing Sal. I was
0: really pumped because I thought we could get like a, a Laughing Sal animatronic.
1: Yeah, well, not today. But the, the park itself, I mean, um, the Jackrabbit, uh, the coasters at the park, the Jackrabbit was a wooden coaster. It was made in 1920. The racer, 1927. It's another wooden coaster. And just as you could assume, the roller coasters race one another on two different tracks. And whoever gets to the end of the ride first wins. So the racer growing up was often the ride. You know, there was the blue train and the red train. They're each on individual tracks, and then you just race to, to the finish. This was the prime moment for Teenage Me to give the middle finger. Like when you
0: were a lot of middle fingers on the racer. Mm. Kennywood is a very family-friendly park, yeah. but the racer is cutthroat. Yeah. Nothing you do controls it, but everybody who's riding it acts like they have some sort of control over it, will trash talk, flip off people. It's just
1: like the purge without killing anybody like everybody is fine
0: but as soon
1: as the racer starts you're on the and you could see the other car racing next to you so it is just no whole you could say anything and it's like it's fine because it's the racer but i remember like the other the other train would like spit on that like spit throw garbage but i was like bird guy i was birding i was birding yeah And, you know, again, it it was up into whoever was controlling the ride who would win. It would merely – what they would do is is just start one train before the other, and that's typically what would win. Yeah, there was
0: a balance where you would go back and forth to make it competitive. It was always Mm – it's always the same, but it is slightly random. You don't know sitting there until, you know, the last 10 seconds that you're going to lose.
1: Thunderbolt, another wooden coaster, 1968. Uh, a weird gap between the Thunderbolt and the next big ass roller coaster was the Exterminator in 1999. That's the indoor mutant rat I ride.
0: The, I hate the Exterminator so much. Yeah, so the Thunderbolt is the best ride at yeah. Kennywood, and I will fight anybody who disagrees with me.
1: Thunderbolt's cool as hell.
0: Yeah, Thunderbolt. It doesn't have the wait times that the Phantom mm-hmm. does. It has bigger hills than the Jackrabbit does. It's speedier it's, than the Racer. Uh, Thunderbolts, where it's at.
1: And so the the big coaster that was at Kennywood for years was called the Steel Phantom. It was revamped in 2001. They took out some of the inversions because people are making them sick. Gave it a few track, uh, you know, changed the track up a little bit, and they painted it up and called it the Phantom's Revenge, which is probably, I would say, the most popular ride at Kennywood Park. The Phantom's Revenge roller coaster.
0: Steel Phantom was a better ride, but yeah, Phantom's Revenge was ooh bigger and better. And now. They've got the new coaster on the horizon.
1: Yeah, what's up with that? So, like, God, do, does Pittsburgh like football so fucking much? They're gonna dedicate a part of Kennywood Park and call,
0: and it's like gonna be Steeler country. Every every like big store that you go into in Pittsburgh has like a Steelery section. Like, there's not a giant eagle you can walk into in this county that doesn't have like a Steelers country sign. Up and and like,
1: that's going to go over like hotcakes. A Steelers country at Kennywood? Are you kidding me? That's going to
0: be big. Oh, it's like putting a church in the Vatican. They're going to fucking love it.
1: Yeah, I bet like Rick Seaback or Sally Wiggins going to cut the the thing on that the ribbon on that they'll
0: have steely mcbeam at kennywood park and that's my thought process on this is that the steelers only took this partnership yeah. so they can just put their stupid big-headed mascot mm-hmm. in the theme park where it belongs
1: yeah um so the steel curtain it's gonna be up and running in 2019 and it's supposed to have the 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 tallest inversion in any roller coaster so it'll be uh some type of inversion that's really tall but um to harken back to the Steel Phantom and Phantom's Revenge, unfortunately, sure, Laughing Sal wasn't for sale, but there's a lot of unique vintage merchandise from the Steel Phantom on eBay. The is probably
0: gonna go up there because they closed the Logjammer yeah, now. Yeah,
1: like it's a log flume, and they closed it to make the Steel Curtain roller coaster. Yeah, so.
0: they closed it because that guy was jerking off on it last year.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah, he was jerking off in line, so they had to cut yeah, that. Yeah, he was jerking cord. off,
0: <laughs> literally jerking off in onto people while waiting for a log flume.
1: Yeah, so that they had to kind of nix that because obviously that stuff is frowned upon.
0: Once you get that reputation as the jerk-off ride.
1: It doesn't it doesn't go away.
0: Nobody's like, hey, let's go get our picture taken on the log flume with the guy jerking off.
1: Just disgusting behavior from that guy. But, um, yeah, so check out the Phantom's Revenge and check out the Steel Phantom. Pop that into ebay.com, the website. See what vintage stuff that you could come up. If you do buy something, go head on over to our Facebook thrifty podcast type that in give us a like send us a picture we'll post it um, coming up here in the future we have a couple of uh, a bigger shows <clears throat> excuse me in the works um, another live stream in the fall so we're gonna do a lot of cool stuff um, but, geez, with media day, um, with the furniture moving around, we're still kind of in transition. We're going to have some bigger episodes in the future, but it's good that you guys have been tuning in. And, again, you gotta, I got to thank you. There was a big break in between episodes, and everybody's still listening.
0: Yeah, and we appreciate it tremendously. Uh, I promise you I'm going to see this Pigeon Forge Tennessee thing. Through to the end, uh, mm-hmm. why the hell not? But I, yeah, I appreciate everybody for, sticking for for the next
1: episode. This is off, totally off-brand, but find out some stuff about Pigeon Forge. Well, it has, doesn't have to do with her. Just, just bring up some Pigeon
0: Forge. Yeah, we can do that. We can look into some Pigeon Forge, and yeah, we'll set up some plans.
1: Find some like magnets or something. I'll buy them secondhand. Does that work? <laughs> we can find some stuff. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and for those who didn't, get roached.